We're glad you're with us. To reach us click the contact button on the Firefall Talk Radio homepage at firefalltalkradio.com. If you want to support what we do there are ways to do that starting with the PayPal link at the bottom of the homepage. You can also use the Venmo app, which is easier to use and has fewer fees, where we can be found under at Firefall Media Group. One word. Uppercase on FMG. Thank you to each and every one of you who support what we do. We appreciate your support and encouragement. Give as the Lord leads. And now, to the Bible study with Richard Grund. Oh, welcome, welcome. Psalm 47, 1 through 8 says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us. The excellence of Jacob whom he loves, Selah. God has gone up with a shout, with the voice, the Lord, with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Praises to our king, sing praises. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. Praise God, our heavenly Father, the ruler of the earth. Forgive the uh, the problems here. I've worked all day on getting these um, video aspects right, and just before going on the air, it won't work. So, who knows? Maybe I'll figure it out while we're talking. Maybe I won't. It just seems like maybe somebody doesn't want me to be doing this. But I'm doing my best. We'll see what happens. Bear with me here, folks. There we go. So will we start out with praise reports and prayer requests? And the, don't ever ever go into his presence without doing that. So we praise him. I praise him for my home, for my family, my wife, my sons, daughter-in-laws, grandsons, all of our furry kids. Some of you call them pets. I praise him for his provision. Every... <laughs> this has just become a joke now. Everything that he's given us, just seems like the more you try to do better, the more problems happen. I praise him for the technology and the ability to just go with the flow. I praise him for everything that I have. Praise him for his healing virtues, favor and revelation for being a, a new creation, for living in these prophetic times. I praise him for the signs that he's getting ready to return. So let's get ready. So let's praise him. Psalm 122 verse 6 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. I pray for America. May God shed, shed his grace on thee. You know, if you're not praying for America, you should do so. I'm praying hard for America. Let's just put it that way. Praying for the fatherless and the widows, the persecuted and the martyred, the innocents, 
and those who are victims of injustice, the slaughter of the innocents, missing and exploited children, victims of sex trafficking, for our brothers and sisters around the world being slaughtered and persecuted for their faith. I pray against religious persecution and anti-Semitism. In all the ugliness that is going on in the streets that the enemy is using to separate us. I pray against the boldness of the spirit of the Antichrist, which seems to be increasing and increasing at this time as he gets ready for his personal unveiling. I pray for divine wholeness, health, and healing as we get back to our divine design. Pray for healing for all who are injured and sick right now. Protection, inspiration for the remnant to wake up, for the remnant to rise up and answer the call. If you've been blessed, be a blessing. If you know somebody that's been blessed, tell them to be a blessing. SRT has a job to do. Firefall has things to do. The porch has things to do. We could use that blessing now. I pray for it every day. I pray that the open conduits of his provision would flow through us. For the dreams, the visions, and the missions, pray for our lost family members. Also pray for the changes being made here at uh, Firefall and the porch. And it's pretty amazing. Spent all day working on this, getting it right. And then just before going on the air, everything stopped working. But you know what? We keep going. Pray for your lost loved ones. Pray for them. Don't forget that. You know, I don't say this casually. I say it so that you can do it. Things that we want to do for the kingdom means going out and helping them. The only other praise and prayers I have from Kim in Fort Mitchell said, I just watched the kidnapping of a child in the parking lot I work at. Said, I'm not okay. The guy grabbed the child and ran over the mother with his truck. I'm not sure if they knew each other or not, but the child is safe. Within seconds, undercover police vehicles were there, which let me know he was on their radar. What a sick world this is. Father, forgive me for feeling this way. I do feel grateful for my salvation and my sobriety. I'm just tired of all this evil all around us. Father, please protect my children and my family as well as the porch families. Keep us safe and deliver us from evil. Bless us and favor us, Lord. Save my mother's soul, my husband's soul, and thank you for loving me, your daughter. We pray all these things, Lord. We pray these things. We believe these things. In Yeshua's name, amen. These lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. The combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let it rule on earth as it does in heaven. For yours is the kingdom we seek and its power and glory. As I've been telling you, the Lord is building a kingdom. He built one with Israel. And now he's building one in us and with us. So we need to take a stand for the kingdom of God. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, is stand. I read this scripture last week and it kind of resonated with me again. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. When he gives rest, we find the rest that he gives. His rest. And I know some of you are saying right now, Lord, I want your rest. Well, I agree with you. So what is rest? Rest is the cessation from motion. It's peace. It's quiet. According to Vine's Expository Dictionary, rest in the Greek, anapausis, cessation, refreshment, rest for your soul, religion, which comes from the Pharisees, does not offer this rest. So let's open our Bibles and our apps and whatever it is that you're following along with and go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to you as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. In the Old Testament, it's talking of a spiritual rest, not the rest needed to gather strength in order to go on or do some physical task. In the Hebrew, it's called shakot, shakot, I'm sorry, to be appeased, to rest, to be quiet, or to calm. It refers to many kinds of rest, rest from political turmoil, from war, from confusion, and in general, rest from one's human, those spiritual enemies. We see that in the book of Judges and Joshua, repeated references to the land, and people being at rest from wars or disturbances. A 40-year rest at times was ordered by the Lord God because the land needed it and the people needed it. Isaiah 30, verse 5 said, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not. Hebrews 4, 9 through 10 continues what started previously. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he 
who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Well, until that final rest comes, we rest in him. I, for one, need it. I need it now. I need this rest. I need his rest. I need all that goes with it. The promises, the peace. The presence of God. Psalm 61, verses 1 through 4 says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Selah. The word refuge and shelter are interchangeable in the Bible. It's a place of remedy, it's a place of safety, and it's a place of divine abiding rest. When you're in the midst of the storm or a trial or something that's going on, adversities, and things have shifted dramatically in the wrong direction, as we're seeing in America right now, then there's nothing left to do but find his rest. We also have to be strong. We also have to find in him this intimacy. You know, last week we talked about him being a uh, a, a mother hen, someone who who pulls us in, who pulls us under his wings. Well, that's a place of rest. That's a place of safety. Ephesians 6, starting with verse 10. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, <clears throat> excuse me, then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the helmet of salvation. Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, now listen to this last part. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. 
stand, be firm, resist, pray, most of all pray, and stand and see what he'll do for you. The New Testament writers were convinced of the reality of evil. They knew it. They'd been taught about it since they were children. This wasn't anything new to them. So that they knew that they had to take a stand. They knew that they had to dig their heels in. I don't understand why in the Western church today, this concept is so difficult to understand. The armor of God, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith gives us the ability to resist everything the kingdom of darkness does. It allows you to prevail. And when you think enemies going to overwhelm you, it allows you to stand firm. So put on all of God's armor. Stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Go to 2 Corinthians 10. You know, as I worked on this today, as I've been working on this for three days, trying to get this video part of things right, and it's still amazing to me it all went wrong. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Messiah. Every thought, every single thought into the obedience, into captivity, pulling it down. Not all the thoughts in your head are good thoughts. Not all the thoughts in your head are God thoughts. This world seeps in there. Technology seeps in there. News media seeps in there. Entertainment seeps in there. Get your mind right. Get yourself completely and utterly fixated on him. But the fact is this. The powers of darkness, they work to inhibit the work of God's people. We see the disciples say it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. Now remember, when they talk about Satan, they're really referring to all of the powers of darkness. They're just referring to him. He is the prince over the kingdom in his area. He's the prince over the kingdom of darkness, but there are other princes in the world. Don't ever forget that. When you target your prayers at one enemy, you leave somebody off your list. I like to blanket it. I like to make sure I include everybody in the equation. The enemy's out there. The enemy's prowling. The enemy's doing what the enemy does looking for somebody to attack, looking for somebody to devour, looking for somebody to destroy. And, and that somebody is you, your family, your loved ones, people you care about. First Peter 
chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Be sober. Be vigilant. That means be alert. There's something out there that wants to get you. I'm not saying be afraid, but be aware. You wouldn't walk out into the jungle where you knew there were wild animals and not be awake and aware, would you? You wouldn't wander by the the marsh and the swamps in Florida not looking for the gators, would you? If you do, you're in for a surprise. So why do, we, why do we walk in this world as if there's no threat? Why do we think that he's not out there trying to do us harm? But at those moments, I'm not telling you to be afraid. I'm just telling you to be awake and rest. Trust in the Lord. But it also means taking a stand. That's basically what Peter's saying. Peter's saying, stand your ground. Dig your heels in. Resist, push back. See, the book of Acts Church, they understood this. Matter of fact, the early church, up till about the Council of Nicaea, when a lot of the supernatural stuff was either reduced or changed, they understood. They understood Ephesians 1, starting with verse 21. They understood that Yeshua was far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. The entire unbelieving world is subject to sin. It's subject to the devil. You are not. You are not subject to that. You're not subject to sin and the devil. I hope you believe that. I hope you're listening. You're only subject when you make yourself subject. You are only fair game when you make yourself fair game. You're different. You're changed. You once walked according to the to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that works in the sons of disobedience. You are not sons and daughters of disobedience. No, no longer. Start living like it. So let me read you 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9 again from the Amplified. Be sober, well-balanced, self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, unmovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. The amazing thing about lions, 
though they're quick, they're not built for long distances. So what they'll do is they'll stalk you. They'll follow you. They'll patiently wait to pounce on you. The enemy's no different. The powers of darkness are no different. First of all, they're outside of time. They have no fear, none whatsoever. You must be vigilant. You must be diligent. You must pay attention and do what you need to do to protect yourselves. But when having done all, stand rooted, established, unmovable. First John 5.19 We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Not part of the world. Not some of the world. Any part of the world that isn't born again and a part of the kingdom of God is under the influence of the fallen. The God of this world, he blinds people. All you have to do is watch the media, watch entertainment, watch what's going on in the world right now. It's pretty easy right now for the devil to do what he's doing. So many people are blind. They don't see it. Evil every day. Sin every day. Nobody wants to talk about that. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, Whose mind the God of this age, Hasatan, has blinded. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Messiah, who is the image of God, should shine on them. But how's it going to shine on them? How? It shines through you. You are his mirror. You are his beacon. That's why Romans 13, 12, Romans 13, 12 says, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. See, if you're reflective of him, the light shines. Arise, shine, for your light has come, has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Now, that scripture was to the Gentiles, but I believe it's from the church to the world now. Arise and shine, church. Shine. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Stand and shine. Let them see. You reflect his light better when you're standing, not when you're sitting, not when you're hiding, not when you're all covered up. Put that light out there. Let them see it. Yeah, I've been working on this, like I said, for three days. Mostly to get this ready so I could record it. But that means I go over and over and I and I, I practice and trying to get this process down, which obviously isn't going so well. 
But all these scriptures are basic scriptures. Yeshua came to destroy Satan's work. 1 John 3, 8, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now we destroy the works of the devil. When my brother Larry and I pray about SRTs to go out there and destroy the work of the enemy, set the captives free, go rescue those that have wandered off and in captive, tear down strongholds, shut down gateways. Not for our glory. There'll be no glory for us until we go home. It's for the kingdom. It's for the gospel to be preached. It's for the word to go out, for the signs and wonders to come. Yeshua was born for this, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying that the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. You're the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. And whatever we reflect is what people see of him. I don't want them to see me. Part of the reason I've been hesitant to do the videos, and shouldn't be because I'm, I come from the film industry. I, this is, you know, that's my background. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I want the Lord to be in the spotlight. I don't want people to be looking at me. I want them to be looking at him. I get I get the concept. People like videos better, and that's just the way it is right now. But I can't get over the fact that we spend so much time looking at people. We forget we're supposed to be looking at him. He said if he be lifted up, he'll draw everyone to him. Don't lift me up. I won't lift me up. And Yeshua spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He's the light of the world. And you're his reflector. You carry that fire. You bring it into the darkness. You set the captives free because the light of life reflects off of you. So stand. Don't worry about all the other things that you think of. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not that special. And I'm just asking you to let them know. I'm not saying draw attention to yourself. I'm saying draw attention to him through you. The light of life reflects from him off of you. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That kind of light indicates to me influence penetrating into a secular society. We've made so much effort to be separate. And I get it. Come out, come out from amongst and be separate. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. But then what we do is we create 
faith-based films just for the church, so the church has something to see. I, I don't have time for that. If I'm going to create content, it's going to be for the world to see so that I can draw them to the Lord. We need to shine. And to do that, we need to be out in the world, but not of the world. And to do that, we need to have him in us. And, and I think the world is the way it is. Because we haven't done enough of that. Philippians 2, verses 14 and 15. Do everything without murmuring or questioning the providence of God, so that you may prove yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated, children of God without blemish in the midst of a morally crooked and spiritually perverted generation, among whom you are seen as bright lights, beacons shining out clearly in the world of darkness. Beacons. Shining through the fog, shining through the darkness, showing people the way. Stand. Be light for others to see. You know, in the movie The Lord of the Rings, there's a scene where they're trying to get the one of the kingdoms to come help one of the other kingdoms. So they light something called signal fires that tells the kingdoms to come, bring your warriors, we're in trouble. But these men had too much pride. One didn't want, then neither one wanted to, both for different reasons. So they had to covertly sneak up and light the signal fires. Church, it's time to light the signal fires. It's time to send out the beacons. And it's time to answer those beacons. Well, we can't be afraid. We can't be concerned. Will there be retaliation? Yes. There will. That's just part and parcel that goes along with it. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. He loves you. You're loved. That's a guarantee. You're marked with the blood. Your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Colossians 1.13 He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Colossians 2.15 Having disarmed principalities and powers, He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. 1 Peter 3.22 Has gone up to heaven at the right hand of God, and angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to Him. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you 
is greater than he who is in the world. So stand securely. Don't lean back. Lean in. Dig in your heels and stand. See, the other thing that the Book of Acts Church understood, they understood the power of the Holy Spirit that was in them. They understood that everything that they needed was inside of them already. They had the Word, the Sword of the Spirit. They had the gifts of the Spirit. They had the fire, the dunamis. And they had the Lord with them to overcome the evil that was against them. 1 John 2, verse 14, I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. But it's not going to be easy, and the closer we get to the end, the worse it's going to be. Revelation 12:11 is a scripture that I've always held on to. And I know it's for those after the church is gone, for those that are left on the earth, those that have to deal with the tribulation. But I believe it's still pertinent to us. And they overcame and conquered him, the dragon, the serpent, because of the blood of the Lamb, because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when faced with death. Entering into this rest that I'm talking about means entering into, at times, a dangerous place in this world. Our brothers and sisters, especially those in the Middle East and those that are in Africa, are being captured and tortured to renounce their faith, and they have refused. And there are videos online, you can see them, as they're being set on fire, refusing to renounce Yeshua, smiling as they go off into eternity. The apostles, the book of Acts church, they suffered, unfortunately, in this Western church that we're a part of. We haven't endured that yet, but I believe it's coming. I believe we're about to. We're supposed to be wary. We're supposed to be alert. We're supposed to be prepared, but we're not supposed to be afraid. We don't live in fear. We know who we are. We know where we are right now, and we know where we will be. Where are we right now? We're in a fallen world, in a fallen world system. a man-made religious system. No matter, I'm going to stand securely in him. I'm going to stand on the word. I'm going to stand on my testimony. I'm going to stand on his word. 
The power of the kingdom of darkness is no match for the kingdom of God. And although some people think that the Christian life is centered on spiritual warfare, that's just an aspect of it. No, we have a joyful life in obedience to the Holy Spirit that at times in a fallen world, there may be some warfare. But see, if I'm going to stand, and if you're going to stand with me, then you need to do so with the understanding that this is not our home. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now, you might think he was waiting for Jerusalem. And maybe he was. I don't think so. I think he was waiting for the city we're waiting for. See, our citizenship is in heaven, from which we eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. Hebrews 13, 14. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. What home is that? Go to Revelation 21, verse 2. John says, And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. The city is huge. This four-square city is huge. That's what we wait for. That's what our home is. That's what we're looking for. But until that time comes, be on guard. Stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. Now you would think verse 14 seems a little bit out of place. You just said, be on guard, guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. The problem is if you do it, you don't do it with love. It's hurtful, it's harmful. It doesn't further the kingdom. It doesn't bless people. So your warfare is even done in love. 1 Thessalonians 3, verses 7 and 8. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. It gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. Are you standing firm in the Lord? Where are you standing right now? And I mean figuratively where you are physically, but where are you standing spiritually? Are you standing firm in your faith? Are you standing firm in your relationship with him? 
The Matthew Henry commentary talks about Paul that even in the midst of the trials and the suffering, he was full of joy. He was full of praise and thanksgiving. And when we are cheerful, we should also be thankful. What we rejoice in, we should give thanks for. It's easy to give up. It's easy to lie down and stop fighting. But we're called to stand. And when having done all, to stand. Ephesians 6 verse 13, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Dig your heels in. It means to resist opposition stubbornly, refuse to yield or compromise. That's where you should be. You should be standing. You should be unyielding, and you should be refusing to compromise. The world isn't going to change just because we want it to. Things are not going to get better just because we want it to. It's going to get better because we pray. It's going to get better because we praise. It's going to get better because we believe in him. King of kings, Lord of lords. He's coming back. But until he does, we've got to do our part. Until he does, we've got to stand. Until he does, we've got to speak the word. We've got to share our testimony. We have to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. We have to arise and shine. What this world needs right now no, I'm not going to sing the song, Love, Sweet Love. It could use some love, but not that love. The agape love of the Spirit and the love of the Lord. No, what this world needs right now is the reality of Jesus of Nazareth. It needs the reality of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It needs the reality of the risen Savior and those that know him and reflect him. This week they had the Grammys on. Pure debauchery. Songs and performances that could have been done by demons and maybe they were. I don't know. But what I do know is this isn't our home. I shouldn't be surprised when that happens. And I'm thankful that people are turning it off and I'm thankful that people are rejecting it. But folks, we're not changing anything at least from my perspective. Some people say, oh, Richard, you see the glass half empty instead of half full. No, I see that the rest of the glass isn't full, and it should be full to overflowing. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just speaking to me. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself. And if that's the case, so be it. Because I'm going to stand. 
I'm going to dig my heels in. I'm going to speak the word in season and out. I'm going to be able to give a defense of why I believe what I believe. I'm going to be able to shine the light into the darkness. I'm going to be able to go into that darkness to set the captives free. I'm going to be able to do everything the word tells me to do. And when having done it, I will stand. doesn't matter if the technology doesn't do what I want it to. That doesn't change the word. doesn't change the spirit inside of me. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to, to do any of those things. I'm here to inspire you and to wake you up and to get you to a place where you want to do these things. Stand your ground. You know, normally I take things to an hour, but I just don't feel it. I just don't feel it right now. And not because everything went wrong or because technology didn't cooperate. I'm watching a nation being torn to shreds by that lion, being ripped apart easily. I'm watching a complacent and at times inactive church. Oh, there's a remnant out there. I know that I'm a part of that remnant. I fellowship with that remnant. But they're like the resistance fighters in World War II as the Nazis rolled over the top of the nations and the main armies. I don't know, folks. Maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I'm tired of watching babies die. Maybe I'm tired of watching God's creation chopped apart in a womb and people saying it's okay. Maybe I'm tired of watching boys told they can be girls and girls told they can be boys or they can be whatever they want to be instead of what God made them. Maybe I'm tired of having to watch what I have to say here on uh, the porch for fear of somebody will report me and take me on the air. And folks, that is no fear. I will speak the word. I will, I will tell the truth. And I'll do it in love. I'm tired of watching families torn apart and husbands leaving wives and wives leaving husbands and children wandering away and no one cares. I guess what I'm saying is I yearn for the Lord. I yearn for that city whose builder and maker is God. I yearn for perpetual light. And the lion can lay down with the lamb. I yearn for Yeshua. But that's what drives me. I hope it drives you. Let me, let me, let me just pray. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for my impatience. My flesh. For seeing things with natural eyes. 
But I'm weary, Lord. And I yearn for you. I yearn to see people saved, healed, and delivered. For my brothers and sisters that are suffering to be healed. For family members that don't know you to find you the way I did. For those that are hurt, sick, even dying, to be raised up. Lord, send us. Send your spirit to us. Send us to go out. Let us go, Lord. Let us go. Let us run. Let us go destroy the work of the enemy. Let's set the captives free. Let's go preach the gospel. Send the provision, please. I want to leave you with this. What's interesting is to do this, I've had to dig out my old laptop. And so I've got two laptops going right now. And on the one I'm doing the broadcast from, there happened to be a song in the studio. And I thought, gee, that's odd. And I realized it was by plan. So let me, let me play this for you. And then I'll bless you on the way out. We place you on the highest place for you are the great high priest we place you
worship at his feet. That's where you'll find rest. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Grun. This has been The Porch on Firefall Talk Radio. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.